I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your festive ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage where it'll be sprayed with frankincense, encased in gold, and then have whatever myrrh is done to it before being delivered to a special little baby. I'm Joel, a man who puts the riz in Chris Kringle, and across from me is John Harris, a man who on Saturday evening will be visited by three ghosts, Phantom de Noel Passé, Cado Phantom de Noel, and the Phantom de Noel Future. Hello, John. Hello. So did you, was that a Google Translate job? Because yeah. so the one the one issue there What have I what have I said? Well you said present is in like a gift. So you said the ghost yeah, of gifts. That's right, that's what I wanted <laughs> okay, to say. Okay, cool. Thank you. I can't I can't wait to meet the gift ghost. <laughs> I wanted you to have a less horrifying night and so that halfway through the night a guy would just bring you some gifts. Yes. I think that would be nice. How are you doing, John? I should explain my voice is a bit croaky because of an illness, but I'm being very, very brave. And the reason, John, I'm being so brave is that we're not alone today. We are joined for another festive special by another festive friend. It's the one, the only presenter, comedian, podcaster, but most importantly, constant source of ideas for this show. Beck Hill, <laughs> hello. Hey, hello. When you said festive friend, I was like, I wanted to do that thing where you join the words up like a spoonerism. So I was like, oh, like friend. But then I realized that's just what that is. Fe- Fend, fessend, festive, yeah, festive is. It, it also makes it sound like you're only our friend for a month a year, and then we go yeah. back to being mortal enemies. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. Do you know what? That's a Christmas movie in itself, isn't it? Hello, mm. mortal Christmas. It's kind of like when they laid down their guns on Christmas Day in World War One <laughs> to play football on no man's land. This is very much the podcast equivalent of that. For the other 11 months of the year, Joel and John versus Beck Hill. It's a war that's been going on well, since the yeah. dawn of time. I have been talking to, you know, on many episodes about starting a podcast beef. And so I'd very much like to start a, po- a problem squared beef if you're interested. Oh my gosh, I would love that. Yes. Yeah, Brilliant. absolutely. All now right, there's been go. a little bit of crossover. 
Perfect. Let's get let's get that sorted. I'll I'll start writing angry stuff in the new year. Yeah, it's do you know, it's it's probably mainly going to be you and I having beef, and then Joel and Matt Parker just sitting off to the sides having a little chat while you and I. You and square I, problem square off. Oh yeah, that's it. You were talking about the um, football thing that happened that mm-hmm. in the war. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> What's it called again? <laughs> First World I, I, War. I don't know which bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, it. I realised that, like in real life now, in modern life, what you do is you have football like all the time, and then occasionally people stop and have a war. And I don't it's know what true. one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's very deep, very deep. I, I've always wondered who brought who brought the ball. But there we go. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, who, a- who brings a ball to war? Oh, it's probably just someone's head, wasn't it? Oh, no. It was just a head. It was just a loose head. Wow, there we go. Bex turned Dream Factory into a family game at her house. So we, we're going to go around one by one and Bex going to bring ideas oh, from wow. her family as well as the listener ideas. Well, Beck, tell yeah. me, to begin with, tell me more about doing that. How did you pitch it to the family? Ah, uh, well, I mean, it didn't take much. So I'm in Australia right now. I'm joining you live from, from Adelaide. And I saw my uh, dad and my stepmom today and my brother and his girlfriend. And I was like, well, I'm going to do this podcast later and told them about it. Then they all sat around and did that thing where you get that look on your face, you stare off into the distance and start trying yep. to think of Christmas movies and then they're yeah they're all just throwing stuff at me, and and some of it made the cut and and a, a lot didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly how we operate as well. John and I s- stare off into the middle distance for hours on end. Um, John, <laughs> should we start with a movie idea from you? Yeah. What about this one from Stu? Mingle all the way. Arnie gets a new job just mm-hmm. before Christmas and has to endure the Christmas party despite not really knowing anyone, and then discovers he was supposed to bring a gift for Secret Santa. Oh, Ooh. that's really good. So he has to utilise what's in the office to make a Christmas present. What objects would make a good gift from from an office? And wouldn't look like they'd obviously come from the office Ooh. as well. Yeah, because you can't just know. like wrap some paper clips. Can like I would use paper clips. I'd make a little wire person, you know, like a little sculpture. Yeah, a little um, wire man. I, I would worry that maybe a, a little wire man. There's something of the horror film about being, giving someone a, a little man made of wire. It feels a little bit voodoo. <laughs> If, I, if I'd never met someone before and they turned up to my Christmas party with a, a wire effigy of a small man, I think, I hope my desk isn't too near this person uh, for the rest of my job. I'd maybe hit the vending machine. Mm. Who doesn't love 20 quid's worth of vending machine snacks? That's true. Uh, I'd maybe go for that. This is um, Beck's got an unfair advantage here because for those who don't know, Beck is basically... Uh, our generation, well, the, ch- the current children's generation's Neil Buchanan with Make Away Take Away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be straight in the bathroom. I'd be taking out all the toilet rolls. I'm like, <laughs> I'm working on some sort of paper mache, you know, uh, wall hanging ornament. Well, I, I like the thing is, I like to make something that's practical. I do want an exclusive that that only your listeners and some listeners of a Problem Squared will know is that um, yes. I got hired to design and make a make for Anthea Turner. <laughs> <laughs> to, promote the, to promote the new series of The Crown, they wanted to do her like making Buckingham Palace, but as if it was Tracy Island. But like, <laughs> I don't know if you've looked at Buckingham Palace, but it is the most boring building in the whole world. <laughs> like when you think of palace, you think Disney Palace. Buckingham Palace mm. is literally just a rectangle. It's such a boring thing to make. So I 
suggested that I make it out of wine boxes and turn it into a wine dispenser that also dispenses breadsticks and hummus. And nice. they went they went for it. So that hey. was uh, I always like to make I don't like things to just be ornamental. It needs to have a purpose. So that's what I would make in the office. I would I would probably just find some I would take your vending machine snacks and I'd find a way of delivering them through a, you know, paper mache dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You'd steal the show there. I don't think Arnie has quite got the creativity and dexterity that you do, Beck, but he can give it a good go. Uh, the sounds he would make when he fails would be <laughs> worth it. I would hazard a guess that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has never, ever handled paper mache. He's got mm. kids, though. I, I bet he did it. in like kindergarten. It's too cop. strong. There's got to be some. There's got to be some. Outtake. Oh, maybe there is kindergarten cut. Yeah. Good point. Deleted scene. There we go. Perfect. Hey, John. How about this one? And Beck. How about this one from me? Citizen Candy Cane. Now, <laughs> and that's from Joe. I now confession. I've never seen Citizen Cane. Have you seen a candy cane? I've eaten plenty of candy cane. So on that on that side of things, I can offer some ex- real expertise. But I don't really know what Citizen Cane's about. A man stands for election and the word rosebud. That's as far as I can get. That's as far as I can take you down the, the Citizen Kane road. John, you're a film guy. Well, the interest. Tell me everything about it. The, well, it's a, it's sort of about the rise and fall of a tycoon. So he does stand for election, but he's also like a, a newspaper tycoon and stuff. But the sort of framing device of the ah, whole thing, Murdoch. Well, except it's made a long time ago. But yeah, <laughs> we could. So in I guess Citizen Candy Cane would be the downfall of Willy Wonka. Yes. I was just... He's a, he's a tycoon. The, the, the framing device of Citizen Kane is the Rosebud, which is the name of his sled as a child. And so there is like a... Spoiler Christmassy- alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that is very oh, Christmassy. <laughs> shall I put a, a, a warning at the beginning? Like, If you haven't seen this 90-year-old movie, <laughs> which is fair. Yeah. No, which is fair. Fair's fair. Apologies. Yeah, I like the idea of the rise and fall of Willy Wonka at Christmas, question mark. Next year, we've got the, we're all very excited for it. We've got the Wonka prequel coming. We all, we, we're all on the edge of our seats to find out how he became Willy Wonka. So maybe we just need the sequel of the Wonka, the downfall of the Wonka dynasty. And maybe it happens at Christmas. They release a range of products that are terrible. No one buys them. It's, it's Willy Wonka's last great experiment. He's gone mad. His food's become more and more experimental and the public stopped buying it and he has one last hurrah with like a Christmas-themed chocolate that they put all of their research and funding into and it flops and Wonka goes insane. There you go. I like that. Beck, what's that? I like the idea that Willy Wonka is the inventor, like this is the origin story of the candy cane. Because when you think about it, yeah, like who, who was the first person to be like, <laughs> oh, let's, ma- let's make a minty one. Like let's make yeah, something. Yeah, let's have that- to- We need some toothpaste at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do we? Th- yeah, the candy cane is odd. I, I wouldn't. Do you ever reach for a candy cane, John? If there's one on offer. No, and also, I don't know if you agree, Beck, but it's the amount of time it takes to consume versus the pleasure you're getting from it is oh, off. It's it's all fun. It's all great until you get like until the long end is as long as the short end. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you end then, up with yeah, the letter how, how U, how do you put it in your mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you sort situation. of try and slip it in like a like a mouth guard, but it's it's <laughs> it's the wrong shape. Just walking around with two very festive mouth guards <laughs> at Christmas. I am. Um, I'll be honest with you, Beck. After a few minutes, I just start crunching. Oh I wow! Got, I You're a monster. I, I haven't really got. I haven't got the. Pa- I've never ever really had the patience for a lollipop or for um, 
like a, a nice ice cream, ice pole. I'll just start crunching. Uh, what I do you like? With, gifted with not what do you very like sensitive with cheese teeth. strings? Oh, now where would I? It's been a while since I last uh, ate a cheese string. I, again, I think I'd pe- I'd begin to peel maybe the first third, mm. and then I'm just chomping. I'm just chomping. <laughs> Are you the the same novelty with wears off quite quickly. <laughs> 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 well, the, the the banana peel and the banana itself they're they're different guys. They're not all one <laughs> one and the same. I need to, but I don't like lick a banana. I just I just chomp it down. Get rid of the peel. And then eat. That's kind of my. I just, can you imagine food. if someone did eat bananas just ate, by licking like them, like a candy cane, like, <laughs> like a candy cane? I, that would be intense. <laughs> Speaking of things that you wouldn't like, if someone was hired, if, if a, a new person joined your company and sat opposite you at work, and their thing was that they ate bananas like a lollipop, I would be <laughs> handing my notice in pretty soon. <laughs> I was just going to say, I got a st- steak and cheese pie the other day because I'm in Australia, and you got to do what the locals do. And it was so hot that I had to dismantle it on the table I was on outside. Uh, but I didn't have like knife or fork. It was just one of those like bakery ones. And once it had cooled down enough to eat, it was so dismantled that I, I could only eat it by scooping it into my mouth with my fingers. And while I was doing that, I looked up and made direct eye contact with an elderly man and um, <laughs> had to like do a, that sort of face that's like, I'm so sorry. And yeah. he, he did that sort of nod like, yeah, you're all right. And we're married now. That's where I hoped it was going. Um, yeah, I, have, yeah. I have to blow your guys' minds and reveal that for some reason, cheese strings are now rebranded to strings and things, which makes no sense. String. That what's sounds the, like something you find in a thing? drawer. <laughs> what's the things? I don't look. I wasn't part of the marketing team who who came up with the name change. But I, this is like Does when this you mean hear it's that, legally not cheese. That's what I was about to say. It's like yeah. one of those stories you hear about how they can't legally call it cheese. Maybe it's that because <laughs> it's dipped below the percentage requirement. It's just plastic. We actually did a, an episode of a Problem Squared about food labeling and like when stuff is allowed to be called chocolate and when it has to be like chocolate flavored or whatever. Uh, and now I feel like we need to do a follow-up where we talk about that because that was when I found out that the oat milk that I use isn't called oat milk. Even in my brain, when I imagined the carton, the carton, I was like, oh, that's, yeah, it says oat milk. And then I ran to the kitchen. That nah, says drink. It says oat, oat drink. drink. Yeah. Oat drink, yeah. Beck, if you need, oh. if you need two, two extra investigators who have no skills whatsoever, Mate, more than happy. <laughs> I don't have skills either, so... The more the merrier. <laughs> I wonder if there's. I wonder if there's a. Black, I wonder if there's a black. You know how when the sugar tax happened, there was a black market for pre-sugar tax soft drinks. I wonder if there's a black market for pre-strings and things conversion to cheese strings. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I feel like I feel like a cheese string is an item of food that would outlive us all. You know, like there's that thing where they put a McDonald's cheeseburger in a Perspex box and it was still fine years later. I reckon you could leave a cheese string out in all four seasons for maybe ten years and go and pick it back up and eat it again. Is that because the cockroaches just won't touch it? They're like, nah. They won't go, they won't, they, That's got, not they real got cheese. Better, they got better taste than that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Beck, how about an idea from you or your extended Beck family? How about this? The Passion of the Christmas, which uh, my brother said is about a bunch of families getting really into their Christmas decorations. And then he added rated R. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it says about me that I imagine, I immediately imagined Father Christmas on a crucifix. I don't know how we feel about that. I think that's the, the the last bit is the family who sort of crossed the line is the family who put Santa on the crucifix outside of the house. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I know in the last episode with Scroobius Pip, you you were talking about the the whole meaning of true meaning of Christmas thing. So I feel like this is just an extension of that, where they're like, how do we combine these two things? I know. Let's crucify Santa. Let's crucify Santa. <laughs> Let's get Easter in here. We'll do it all. So all Christmas films ultimately are about the true meaning of Christmas, aren't they? Well, not, not um, about Jesus. Have you yeah, watched the Hallmark most film? Of them aren't. Actually, he's no, not no, called no, Jesus but- anymore. He's called Strings and Things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they can't call him Jesus because he's <laughs> yeah. not legally cheese. <laughs> he's not um, legally. <laughs> they, no, but they're all about, ultimately, all Christmas films boil down to having a nice time with your friends and family. And that's the true meaning of Christmas and sharing the love. And so clearly what happens in this film is they're competing with each other over Christmas decorations. They get more and more and more and more elaborate as they rival with each other in the street. And they're spending loads of money. They're spending all their money and Santa's on a crucifix. So they're getting completely out of hand. <laughs> and then on Christmas Eve, there's a power cut and you can't even see any of these decorations. Oh, that's good. And they just, and they have to huddle around a fire and spend Christmas together. And they're like, and maybe even it's the Santa on a crucifix and the lights on that that shorts the circuit locally. Mm. So that it's them that cause the power cut and then they all have to get together and just have a lovely Christmas without their decorations and their lights and things. Annoyingly, that's that sounds good. yeah, that sounds like something you probably would see. Yeah, it sounds like an actual movie that exists, doesn't it? What's the rated R part then? We have to put that. Are they all naked? They're all naked the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Beck, because yeah. I, I didn't explain myself well enough. As I was telling that story, just go back, go back and listen again, and everyone's naked. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. They're huddling around a fire because they're really cold at Christmas, but they're all still naked. <laughs> Um, there we go. There's not, yeah, not much nudity at Christmas. Christmas isn't a very naked time. I don't know if that's because Christmas is not very where wholesome. You live. That's true. That's true. You're yeah. having a, it's 27 degrees um, is today. It, is it strange to have? Because obviously, culturally, Australia takes all of its, well, all of its Christmas traditions are the same as ours, but they happen in summer. Is mm. it strange to have like the imagery of snow and you know chestnuts roasting on open fire and stuff while you're walking around in shorts and flip flops and things? Well, when I was growing up, it wasn't weird. You just kind of understand that that's what it's like for people on the other side of the world. But weirdly, this is the first Christmas I've had in Australia for like a decade, maybe like maybe mm. even more. Because normally I fly over. Uh, if I do fly over, I come over after Christmas when the flights are cheaper, just because I'm tight ass. And then this is the first time I've actually been here in the lead up to Christmas, and it doesn't. It is strange coming from London, where you know, all the Christmas stuff was out in like October and it's mm. getting cold and it snowed like two days after I left and, you know, it's just all all that real Christmassy stuff. And then to just come here and be like, oh, it doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't feel Christmassy now. It's weird. It's strange. And are you hearing all the same Christmas songs? Are you hearing Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow? Oh, I heard, I heard three covers of Last Christmas while in the shops the other day, all completely different <laughs> covers. None of them wham. Like it was, it was very, uh, I d- also, I don't know if that means I'm still in like the wham again and running. Cause I heard the song, but it wasn't the wham one. I think, Ooh. I think because it's not wham, I think you're safe. Yeah. I think yeah. You're safe. Cause it's in the name, isn't it? One of the Christmas CDs that I had as a kid, f- probably for like money reasons, most of the songs were the legitimate versions, but for some reason last Christmas wasn't, and it was this awful saxophone cover of it. <laughs> and now I hear the normal version, I'm like, it's not as Christmassy as the awful saxophone cover. That's not my version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. John, have you got another movie idea for us? What about this one from Lem? Santa's claws, like Legally Blonde, but Santa is the main protagonist. So he's training to be a lawyer. I guess he's got uh, quite a lot of spare oh, time. Claws is in like a contract clause. Exactly. Yeah, not like C L A W S. I was like, Santa's a nail technician. Well. Hey, that's not bad either. But I see. I imagined like Wolverine Santa. Oh right. Well, I've had, we, I mean, we got a lot of Christmas ones, so we can't go through them all, which is wonderful. Thank you so much. One of them was just Claws, which was basically Santa is a big shark. Oh, nice. That's, re- <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Who was- then you got the second one where the other Santa recognizes him or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember. The second George. We're going to need a bigger sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> what, who is it? Can anyone think of a reason that who would Santa need to take to court? Saint Nick, Chris Kringle. <laughs> what those guys you see in supermarkets? Father Christmas. <laughs> Father Christmas. Yeah, he's the, Santa Claus wants to beca- establish himself as the one true face of Christmas, and he's not happy about all of these guys around the world who are stealing his thunder. And you know, sure, some of them have existed for much longer than him, but he's not interested in that. He's become the dominant force at Christmas, and he's throwing his weight around, and he wants to sue I them all he, for. I think he'd take all the mall Santas because they're all getting paid. Mm. Nice. He wants a cut. He wants a cut of yeah, that sweet, he sweet wants a cut. Yeah. He wants his commission. Guys, I love your idea, but I've had an alternative idea that I just want to put out there. Right. So, a kid who's like a real horrible, like Martin Screlly type, like a real trust fund, incredibly rich child, is obviously on the naughty list. But he takes Santa to court because he doesn't think he should be on the naughty list because he's the richest kid in the world. Nobody wants to represent Santa Claus. Right, because he's got the best lawyers in the world. He's got a team of forty incredible lawyers, better than anything Santa can get. So Santa has to learn law to take him. He represents to represent himself. himself. Oh, nice! Brilliant. There we go. That's great. Yeah, Santa's. He laws. represents him's elf. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm very. I'm sorry. Uh, how, how about this one from Tony? Pie hard. An American Pie slash Die Hard crossover where terrorist Hans Gruber wants the world to have apple strudel instead of pie, while Stifler plays the Bruce Willis part. Great. I, I don't. I don't know how much more needs to be said about that. 
I'm very into it. Hans Gruber's mission I, is to give more prominence to German desserts. I feel like Pie Hard, that it should definitely be partially about, I've forgotten his name, but the one that gets off with Stifler's mum with Jennifer Coolidge. It should be like- Shermanator. Like he's- Shermanator. No, that wasn't Shermanator. It was the other guy. It was the other guy who was like real suave. Oh. But like, he, yeah, he's like, Shermanator's the um, redhead guy. Well, well- um. Beck, we'll find out all about this when me and Joel do our podcast. Hmm. When me and Joel do our podcast, <gasps> hi guys. <laughs> okay, I just need to tell you guys that I, because I always put your podcast on whenever I'm on car journeys with people, because I know it's the one podcast where no one's going to be like, oh, I, this is too much about murder or this is too in jokey or whatever. It's like, no, it is, it's just a, a lovely time. And I always put it on. Oh. And one of my friends and I were cracking up over Pie Guys when you came up with that. And I am on board. Please make yeah, that podcast. Yeah, I, I think it's our Please best Please may idea. I come I along. Think, I would 100% join in on that marathon. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, so Pie, that's, Pie Guys is the big project for 2023. It's going to be our hit show. <laughs> we watch every American pie while eating a different pie. Yeah, Can't I'll wait. bring a pie. Um, have a guest for each one that has to bring the pie for you so you don't have to do too much admin. Here we go. That's a good idea. Delegation. What, uh, Beck? Have you got another one for us, please? Okay. Uh, what about the twelve eBay's of Christmas, where someone is waiting for twelve orders from eBay before Christmas, but they keep getting "Sorry, we missed you" cards. I mean, we, that's good. We're sort of living that at the minute with, with you know, solidarity to our strikers, but we are in a, in a sort of there's an anxiety period at the moment of are things going to get delivered in time for Christmas right now? So that's real life for us. I, I haven't done any Christmas uh, shopping yet, so I'm, I didn't I'm gonna realize I was le- watching I'm, a drama. <laughs> I'm going to lean heavily. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaning heavily on the fact there are postal strikes as a good excuse come Christmas Day because I haven't done my Christmas shopping yet. I, I like that 12 eBay's of Christmas and maybe things arrive. You know, you, you order five gold rings, but they are um, they're, they're incorrect sizes. They weren't as advertised. Um, that's quite oh, I think yeah. a nice idea. You buy, the 12, you buy the 12 days of Christmas from eBay and, uh, you know, yes. hilarity ensues. Yeah, there these lords of lip- leaping are definitely knockoffs. <laughs> they're like they're they're jumping at best. Yeah, one of them could barely hop. <laughs> yeah, this one doesn't have a title at all. An earl? No, no, thank you. This isn't what I ordered. <laughs> Beck, I feel like I feel like you're sitting on quite a few great ideas. I don't want to. I, I feel bad for your family after you canvass them. So, do you want to give us a couple more from your pile? From Santa's sack? Well, uh, uh, we had uh, <laughs> one was uh, my brother just said rad Santa instead of bad Santa. Or, was, or that might have been my stepmom. <laughs> but there's no other explanation. But I, I like rad Santa as an idea. Maybe he wakes up he's in the 80s. He's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, like time travel Santa. Or, or maybe he comes from the 80s. Maybe Santa, it's like Encino Man. Like Santa got frozen in... Oh, Santa gets cryogen- like frozen accidentally in the North Pole in like the 90s, right? Yeah. They crash yeah. land. His body's lost. They never- they uncover it in today. And then it's all about Rad Santa and his 90s realness having to come to terms with the state of the world right now. Like, Excellent. He's still and also trying to trying wrap to his head around the presents slap bands. that kids want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And then he's like, what's a fidget spinner? He has no idea. <laughs> Absolutely none. There's something quite 90s yeah. about a fidget spinner. Also, there's got to be like uh, the, the the Lapland has had to sort of create a decoy Santa in the interim, and Rad Santa has to take down this intermittent Santa. Excellent. 
Yeah. Oh, and then you bring in the legal stuff. We'll tie them all together. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, well, John, I don't know how you're feeling. Are you feeling ready to pitch our own ideas? I am you feeling born good? ready. Shall I go first? I do also have one of my oh. very own as well, if there's time. Oh, Beck. Oh, we're, we're, we're building up to that, Beck. Ha- I, assumed, I assumed that I'll be keeping that... <laughs> Keeping that on ice, waiting to end the show with your idea. So John and I will get our very poorly thought out ideas out in the next one or two minutes, and then we'll dedicate some real time to yours. So John, what's yours? The Lapland Before Time, Dinosaur Santa. Oh! That's good. Even dinosaurs yes. deserve presents. There we go. That's simple as that. Sort of classic Santa story. Nice, Just nice. dinosaurs. Just di- dinosaur with a big white beard? Mm, maybe he's like he's got like white and red markings. I don't know whether we go fully like beard and hat and stuff. It depends who's drawing it. It depends who's drawing it. Here's mine. Groundhog slay. Santa has to live out the most stressful day of his life every day until every child receives a gift. Basically, the global population recently ticked over to 8 billion and that presents a problem for Santa. He's had his, you know, his magic extends so far in that he's able to deliver to every child on Christmas Eve. But with the population rising, it's now outside of his powers and he has to relive Christmas Eve. Every Christmas Eve, he's letting down a few kids that he can't quite get to before dawn. And he has to keep reliving and reliving and reliving until he is able to deliver. And I guess the lesson is he learns that he has to, he can't do it all himself. That's the true meaning of Christmas. He has to get, you know, get his, get his powers involved. Lovely. I love this. <laughs> I love that so much. There we go. Groundhog Slay. Now, Beck, what is your festive film idea? My festive film idea is uh, Him Malone, spelled H-Y-M-N. Here we go. Good. So yes. it's it's about a, a member of the choir accidentally gets locked in the church um, <laughs> when the vicar goes on holiday, and then some robbers uh, like the vicar going on, goes on holiday at Christmas, <laughs> like one of the busiest times of the year. Or maybe like maybe like just after Christmas. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. Maybe I, the I, 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 I the really like the idea of the vicar is like writing retreat. It's too busy. <laughs> December's way too busy for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Go Maybe it's midnight, midnight mass. Or she. It, midnight mass. It could be midnight mass. They do midnight mass. Yeah. And the, the choir. The choir boy's left in there overnight, and he won't get to wake up with his family on Christmas Day. Oh. Yeah. But and then pro- robbers come along, and then they have to use all the stuff within the church to create booby traps. Oh, church-based booby traps sounds perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I'm thinking that like bells so being pulled, like bells. You know the. Robbers come in. They're like the big long ropes on the bells. It's like an incense incense ball on a chain thing that they that they have. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's like Catholic, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah Catholic, do you know what Catholicism does have a lot better props? <laughs> Lax- la- laxatives <laughs> in the communion wafers. <laughs> you think yeah, the th- yeah. The thieves have gone to the communion wafers for a little. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit where they like push over the font. There's water everywhere. It's <laughs> oh, chaos. No. That's a Love great it. idea. Well done, Beck. Well done, everyone. Thank you so much for sending in your Christmas ideas. It feels wrong almost to award the the first place prize to our guest, but I do think him alone is probably our best idea. Agreed. So Beck, I really like Beck, Groundhog you, you Slay. Well, I hey, think that that's I everyone's think a winner that's at a Christmas. Solid, it's a solid one. Also, Dinosaur Santa would sell so much merch. There we go. That's very true. I'm thinking. That's very true. I'm thinking of the long tail. It might, and the dinosaur probably does have quite a long time. Um, Beck, thank you so much for joining us. We have mentioned your brilliant podcast, A Problem Squared. Loads. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this right now, 
You can also listen to a problem squared. So go and do that. Well, on that note, thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Wait, is there Merry anyone Christmas. knocking at the door, Joel? Oh, you dreamers out there. Well, of course there is, <laughs> Beck. Joel doesn't remember the format of his own podcast. At the door right now, it's a giant dinosaur Santa. Um, and he's come to carry wow. me off to the land before time. I know, it's very exciting. Aww. We have dinosaurs. There's still dinosaurs in Forest Gate in East London. We, thank you so much, Beck. Should we do a little? Should we Bye. do a little? No, wait. Can we do a little Christmas chat? Oh, Beck? no, wait, wait. I'll run back in. Hold on. Here's my Foley work. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the sound of my fo- footsteps. Amazing. Running back in. That, Whoa. Wow. That really is a big cupboard. <laughs> thank you so much, Beck. That was really fun. Thank you for bearing with my voice, which at points just left my head. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's I generally tried, what it's to... supposed to do if it stays yeah, inside your head you have to see a doctor <laughs> but it didn't uh, it left but it left but it didn't reach the microphone it, somewhere right. between my mouth and the microphone uh, are, are some words um, what uh, Beck is there anything that happens at your family Christmas that you would consider out of the ordinary if you were to tell other people about your traditions oh is there a thing you eat a game you play we used to play lawn bowls a lot there you go perfect answer yeah that was that's always the thing we like to do play lawn bowls so this is your first as you said in the pod this is your first aussie christmas in like a decade is there anything sort of yeah particularly looking forward to that you haven't had as a part of an english one i mean mainly my family but i (laughs) i realized that my my brother has a lego train set that um, we used to play with because every Christmas he'd get given more track for it. And so then we'd nice. break it out and try and make, we'd try and make it long enough to go from the kitchen to the bedroom because the dream was to always to like recreate that sort of image you'd see on TV shows or films where like the milk and cookies gets taken to a, the kid on a mm-hmm. train. And we were like, let's do that. And look, we found out very early that the, a Lego train set is not strong enough to carry a whole thing of milk without tipping over <laughs> all over the carpet. But we found it. We Mum hey. never gave it away or anything. We It's at the top of the cupboard. Amazing. So we, we might take it and have another crack at building the train set this year. I was really hoping you were going to say he used to get a bit of track every year and he has done every year since. <laughs> so oh, I haven't mate, seen the train set. I haven't seen the train set in a decade and it's going to be like it's incredibly complicated. Like there are, oh. there's more track... There's more track in that house than there is like for your local public transport system. Like, he is <laughs> I think the, they stopped the selling it. I think that's genuinely oh. why my brother didn't get anymore because oh, I, I don't sad. think they make that kit anymore. Yeah. God damn I'll it. check eBay. I'll order it 12 times. Tw- order it 12 times from eBay. Perfect. Well, Beck, thanks again so much. What about so you guys? Much. Do you do anything weird? Oh, do I do anything weird? I don't think there's anything too strange. How about you, John? We talked about how there's very little French influence on your Christmas. Almost none. We, there's like a couple weird, not weird, but like we, there, there always has to be salt and vinegar pork scratchings. That's uh, for the last five or six years has always been salt and vinegar pork scratchings in the house. Um, so yeah, that's. Why. Oh, I will say a tradition, a recent tradition, John, that you're involved with that I really look forward to is that John and I, in our group of friends, we all send a photo of the table laid ahead of the Christmas dinner. And I get very excited for that, for those photos and the analysis of the photos, <laughs> fork placement, choice of table mat, all of that. Ooh. I really look forward to every year. 
that's a good tradition one of our friends and the parents he, he goes to his parents um, and they've since moved so they don't have them anymore but he used to have these chairs that look like torture devices and I used to love seeing them they were just <laughs> these incredibly long metal chairs <laughs> so yeah I'll take a there photo of my chairs for you please yes. oh please do Thank actually you so much. if Oh no, it's too No, wait, it's not too late. It's not Christmas yet. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening and you want to send the Dream Factory pod a photo of your laid table at Christmas, we would absolutely love to see it and we will do the same. Awesome. Perfect. Beck, uh thank you so much for doing this. Have a very merry lovely Christmas. Thanks for having me. It's been a joy and I hope you both have a wonderful Christmas with minimum candy cane issues. Thank you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I don't know why I'm waving. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.